To support our work at the Izzy and Murtada Picture Show and the work of other independent creators like us, sign up to listen to the podcast on Nebula. Nebula is the creator-owned streaming platform that hosts great videos and podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. Sign up today at nebula.tv slash picture show, and you'll get access to this podcast plus other great podcasts and videos. Sign up at Nebula and help support independent media creators. That's nebula.tv slash picture show. Hi, I'm Mortada. And I'm Izzy. And this is the Izzy and Mortada Picture Show. We're coming to you the second week of January. Um, all what you've heard before we've recorded last year. So Happy New Year. We're in 2024. Um, we're rejuvenated. Um, although I, I'm, I'm sick from, from vacation. Basically, you know how you go on vacation. You have the best time. You come back and you get sick. So... That's what's happening to me. But I had a wonderful time in Mexico City and in Oaxaca during the break. Um, Izzy, what did you do? Um, pretty much nothing. Work and watch a lot of movies, which is great. Um, but yeah, not not I did not go to Mexico, unfortunately. <laughs> but your your trip looked fantastic. It looked really yeah. fun, delicious food. Yes, I had so much fun and I ate so much much fantastic food and i put on i think maybe 10 pounds which is great um um vacation it was wonderful but we're back um i haven't watched any movies i'm starting to watch movies now back that i'm back and i'm getting ready for sundance but i haven't watched any movies Mm -hmm. during the break but what we what we thought we can do today is sort of like catch up on award season and some movies that came out during that time and the golden globes happened and literally as we are recording the sag nominations happened and we're both kind of reeling from the fact that may december got zero from sag Mm, reeling is an understatement a little (laughs) a little (laughs) like what are what are you doing sag Yes. Please, uh, Fran, talk to your people. I know. And it's like you said, uh, we picketed with SAG this year. What's going on, SAG? We joined your picket lines, and then you do this to our guy, Todd Haynes. Come on. Oh, please. Please. Uh, this is why, well, yeah, I mean, it's a little astonishing because I think we both cherished Nyad, uh the experience of seeing that together. Yes, yes. Um. It is another Netflix film, and it seems to be doing much better than May December. Well, definitely the war def- season, which is very funny to me. Definitely with SAG, because yeah. guess what? Um, and listeners, remember our bet where I said Jody and Annette will be nominated. Yeah. Um, and Izzy said no. And guess who got nominated at SAG? Both Annette Both. and Jody have been nominated at but SAG. I think I won the Golden Globes. It was just Jody, right? No, Annette was, was nominated. Yes, oh. she was nominated. The Golden Globes has six six spots in drama and six spots in comedy. So no, okay. but everybody gets a nomination. Can I can I be upfront as we catch up on award season or with uh, this specific episode? You already know this, but I did not watch the Golden Globes live. I caught up on everything. Wow, it seems like that was a really good decision because it doesn't seem like anyone had a good time watching that show. <laughs> No, it was a very bad show. Um, mm. It was a very bad show. The jokes were terrible. We don't need to talk about the, that 
poor man because I think the whole world has been roasting him for five days now or uh, how long yeah. was the Golden Globes three days ago <laughs> I watched I watched the the monologue the opening monologue this morning yeah I was a little surprised that I think typically when someone isn't doing very well like their jokes aren't landing the actors will play along with it anyway just to be yeah. kind of good sports and they were not even attempting to do that this time no which I is think, so funny i think it's because nobody knows who he is like joe coy i think that's his name yeah like if it was i don't know sandra oh up there or um who else posted the globes beside tina and amy uh Ricky Gervais Ricky Gervais Ricky Gervais they all hate him so they yeah. don't care but Ricky yeah. Gervais keeps it going but somebody like Seth Myers you know they all go on his show so if his joke bombs they you know they play along because they know yeah. him they've been on his couch but nobody knew this guy and then he like offended them started talking about big boobies and all kinds oh of oh my god that was so jokes. wild um and so nobody was giving him a lifeline at all they were all just like Fuck you. We're not laughing. This is funny. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, and it's pretty brutal. And I think it's just, yeah, like he was bad. I'm not defending. He was terrible. But also I think the fact that he's not A-list and nobody knows him, that's why he bombed in the room because nobody felt a connection to him or wanted to do anything to him. Sure. And even at home, people don't know him. Apparently he sells He's arenas. selling out, yeah. Yeah, he sells arenas, but I don't know. I've never heard of him in my life. So, Well, it's kind of like... The Big Bang Theory being like the most watched show on television. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like CSI. Exactly. Who are the people who watch these things? Exactly. <laughs> Definitely it's, not. It's everyone except for like the subset of coastal elites that are actually paying attention to this show. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Which is why I think he was bad, but also this anonymity with who with this certain subset is why he bombed so yeah. badly um but i think the show the winners were good in that there yeah. were hardly any surprises um and there is no winner you can sort of be like oh they didn't deserve to you know there was no aaron taylor johnson or i don't know who um which the globes i think the new globe voters maybe are just a little bit too respectable too <laughs> too much members of actual press as yeah. as opposed to members of the Hollywood foreign press and so i was mostly okay with the winners like i don't think there was um any winner that was like oh i don't like that um i was happy for anatomy of a fall winning two yeah. prizes that was amazing yep. that's fact, really cool screenplay was Kind of a surprise because it won over all the other best picture nominees yeah i was really that. surprised by that and she also had a really great speech i really liked her speech too like it was very charming very funny yes quick although the internet is making it a thing where she's she said something about suicide and everybody's like oh she she thinks it's a suicide she gave away the the movie plot and i'm like no. i think she's just playing along no, the, remember, because the Sandra Holler's character thinks it's a suicide or like tries to sell yes. it as a suicide. Like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, people are Get like, oh, real. she wrote it as a suicide. Oh, she told us what happened. I'm like, I don't think she told you anything. Whatever. Oh Get, my God. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Get a grip. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the speeches were OK. Um 
I don't think there was any like, you know, I think Lily Gladstone gave a memorable speech because, you yeah. know, she, she played up the historic um, win or historic win. And, and I think, you know, that helps. Yeah. And can I say something about that? Because I think um, I think since more of these milestone awards have been given recently, like I think a lot of them when they're when they're saying the award they're like this is for the other girls who Mm -hmm. like haven't seen themselves before like you know this means so much to me for that reason what i really loved about the way that lily gladstone specifically phrased it was like this is she straight up said like this is historic Mm -hmm. here's an injustice that has been perpetrated against like indigenous actors in the past. Like she talked about redubbing and like going backwards mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, I love that specificity and how mm-hmm. she's kind of using it, not just to say like, Oh, this is a, a moment to dream. And like, you can mm-hmm. do it too. It was very like directly implicating the his like the history of that mm-hmm. institution. And I loved that so much. Like I just thought yeah. it was so smart to kind of bring in, the the actual facts of it along with you know everything else yeah i think she thinks she gave a very good speech i think she was even wonderful on the red carpet when they asked her if she was ready and she's like um no matter what happens i have gratitude in my heart and that's what matters Mm -hmm. and i was like you i'm ready for you to win like oh my god she won me over you know i'm i'm a sandra huller voter let's go sandra huller but she won me over um, no, totally. Exactly yeah, same. Totally. And every single interview with her, like she's so grounded. She knows exactly what this moment means, not just for her, but for like her entire community. And it's just, it's really touching to see the way that she has embraced that and is using like every single specific thing she's doing to like mm-hmm. elevate other people as well. Um, it's yeah. really, really beautiful. I'm so happy and- for her. Yeah, I'm happy for her too. And can we just, you know, since Leo was snubbed by SAG, fuck you, SAG, because Leo was amazing in, in Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> but yeah, okay, as uh, Sandra Huller voters, that's another thing we can complain about with SAG. Here, yeah, I yeah, I think Sandra Huller was never going to get nominated at SAG because they have, mm-hmm. unless your name is Marion Cotillard, they have, they <laughs> never nominate people who don't speak English in their movies. That's so, true. And maybe like, uh penelope cruz although she's speaking english in this one yeah she's speaking a little italian and a little english and she's all over and they love penelope cruz and she's like an international star she's no sandra huller like they've known her for years and gave her awards before a hundred percent and i have a couple of thoughts on this first of all i remember when you saw ferrari Mm -hmm. you were like penelope cruz is carrying the movie and i was like oh yeah like that makes sense ha ha and then i actually saw it and i think like the way that you phrased it is kind of an understatement (laughs) because like i i don't i think it probably makes a difference that i was watching it at home i was watching the screener no the movie's terrible it doesn't make a difference oh my god like it's getting really good reviews and i was like i simply cannot connect with this movie unless it's penelope cruz like giving her best anna mignani uh and like crying and yelling at adam driver like that is that was the only tolerable part of that movie to me and um she yeah. was, her back's probably broken from carrying it yeah <laughs> so totally. the weight of that film on her shoulders <laughs> she carried that whole movie i mean there is so much even in scenes where there is a, a moment in that movie where she says whatever it is and 
and then she just walks away. And the camera is just on her back as she's walking away. And I'm like, there is more emotion in that walk that we only see her back and the back of her head than in anything else in this movie. She oh is God. the movie. She is amazing. So SAG, you did good with nominating Penelope Cruz. Totally, yes. Um, but another thing that I was thinking about is like, did you have you watched a lot of the roundtables and stuff like that? Um, a lot of the I, interviews and stuff. Um, I watched like the clips. I haven't watched the actual roundtables because, um, you know, yeah. I've been on vacation and I've been sick. So I do wonder if there's kind of a um, a difference, like a cultural difference, maybe that's getting in the way of Sandra Holler <laughs> succeeding in some of these situations, <laughs> because I do think I think there's kind of like a level of performance Mm-hmm. that a lot of actresses bring to those situations where it's like everybody's telling like a dumb joke and then everybody's like kind of obligated to laugh and like uh-huh. they all kind of praise each other and she, all... she was in fake. one of the round tables she, yeah, which so round she, table? did, she did los angeles oh, it's very okay. fake yeah right? like we know this yes but, yes, um, yes she kind of doesn't do that and i do wonder if like there's a level of pretense to campaigning that is maybe difficult for a lot of Mm. European actresses to do. I mean, yes. Um, I mean, Isabelle Huppert managed to navigate that really well and end up with an Oscar nomination. So did Charlotte Rambling. They're both. I mean, but but they're legends in her career. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. That was going to be my point, but they have a lot more experience. But I think Sandra Huller is going to get that Oscar nomination. I do too. Yeah. uh, The movie is loved. Um, The movie, she's in a very strong movie. She's in a very good position. The movie was all over the BAFTA long list. She was in the BAFTA long list. And so that's an indication she's probably going to get a BAFTA nomination. And... You know, she won the National Society of Film Critics. She won my Critics Group Award. So she's good. You know, I voted for her. I got yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about me. And, Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, totally. And she absolutely deserves it, too. So I'm so happy that she's there. I wish that she had gotten more things, um, like actually won more, more things. But I mean, it's a, it's a she won year. two of the three big awards the National Society and LA critics. So that's that's pretty big. Two yeah. out of three is not bad. Like, you know, Kate Blanchett won all three last year. So she got two out of three and the third went to Lily Well, Gladstone. she also got not bad. Cat, which is kind of sick. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, Sandra didn't get Best Actress at Cannes because the movie won the Palme d'Or. No, yeah, totally. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I do. Yeah, I do wonder about that because I don't know very much about how campaigning works in other countries like for their countries yeah respective awards so i don't know if it's kind of as like uh i don't know what the right word is manufactured <laughs> as, yeah as some of these things appear i i think uh the manufacturing is a distinctly american thing um really? i don't know i mean you see them do q a's and stuff but i don't see round tables and things who knows what happens mm-hmm. in other places but i think sandra is in a good position i'm really sad for may december because when i saw that movie i love it and i immediately i think my reaction to it was this will is gonna get zero oscar nominations yeah and exactly. then and then Charles Milton and everybody started getting nominated everywhere. But I think we've reached the point in award season where the Todd Haynes movie starts losing steam. And exactly. we've seen this many times. Um, the movie got 
two mentions in the BAFTA long list. So out of 10 in all categories, it managed to get only in two, not five, 10, and sometimes 15 for Best Picture and whatever, they have a 15 long list. Um, it only got mentions for Julianne Moore and for the screenplay. No Natalie, no Charles Melton. So I think it's losing steam. One of the reasons it, I think it didn't do well at BAFTA is because Netflix only has it in the US. I don't know who the British distributor is. Oh, so maybe they just didn't do a campaign for BAFTA. I don't know. But I think with SAG today, I mean, SAG loves nothing more than an actress playing an actress. And yeah, it's even so crazy. They didn't nominate Natalie Portman, who's playing the actress. She's playing somebody who's probably a member of SAG and like most SAG voters, a TV actor. So they <laughs> still didn't. They were like, no, no, you're a movie star. We don't care. We don't care about Todd Haynes. Um, and remember, Carol did get all its SAG nominations that it was supposed to get. So I think maybe doesn't some bode well. doesn't bode well for May, December. Well, I mean, I'm mostly shocked about it. I feel like Julianne Moore has kind of not been getting her flowers for this role um, as -hmm. much as I anticipated. I thought she would do better than Natalie Portman, um, but it seems to be the opposite. I mean, she did make BAFTA, so she is doing a little better than Natalie. I mean, there's that, but um, in terms of like other nominations, but I think what shocked me the most was Charles Melton, because I really do feel like he was the one coming out of that film that most people were pushing Mm -hmm. as like a new discovery or like a big talent who had his breakout role um who brought a lot of complexity to that role and like really helped the film say what it was trying to Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like i don't i can't believe that i just feel like he was such a shoe in in almost every single moment like leading up to sag yes i don't know yeah um and i'm frankly surprised because sags love net loves netflix as evidenced by nyad and maestro and rustin and all these other movies doing really well at sag Mm -hmm. and the one netflix movie they're like "Mm, sorry is may december so Okay, well, here's here's a thought. Uh, I My Twitter is open right here. And the first two tweets that have appeared on my timeline are from <laughs> Kevin Jacobson. Perhaps May-December hit a little too close to home for SAG. And <laughs> Esther Zuckerman, did actors hate May-December because it's such a burn on them? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> I think they 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 hit it on the nail. Yeah, it yeah. probably is. They're like maybe they are like, oh, we all are Natalie Portman. Kind of. I mean, I just think there's something to be said. Like, I haven't fully thought this through yet, but there's something to be said about Natalie Portman's character in May December and the kind of absurd specificity she's looking for for this really shitty television kind of movie. Um, and how silly it kind of is revealed throughout that film and what Bradley Cooper is doing for Maestro. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting to me that those are coming out at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think Bradley Cooper has become a little more of a villain than he deserves for this Oh my God, I feel so sorry for him. Oh God. But also, but it is, I think (laughs) it's fair to say that it's like a little silly, like where this has gotten to with actors where they feel like they need to do all of these things to like correctly play a role. And so 
like that parody coming out in tandem with like probably the funniest example of that extreme uh, in recent memory is like very funny. Yes. (laughs) So it's kind of like, oh man. Yeah. Maybe it did hit a little too close to home. Yeah. So let's talk about Bradley Cooper and, and Maestro and Carrie Mulligan. I have thoughts on all of these things. So Bradley Cooper didn't win the Golden Globe. Uh, yeah. Best Actor in a Drama went to Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer cleaned up, basically won everything it could. Actor, supporting actor, film, director, something else I can't remember now. Uh, music, score. Um, mm. And so the internet just decided that Bradley Cooper, who was just sitting there waiting for the announcement of his category, trying to show as little emotion as possible has murderous thoughts in his heart and that he wants to go kill Killian Murphy because he won this award over him. I think people are overreacting too much to poor Bradley Cooper. And then there are the other people who are like, oh, what did Bradley do to all of you? Which I think both sides are very funny. I'm more into... I'm more into the side of what Bradley, what did Bradley Cooper do, do to all of you than obviously Bradley Cooper is a murderer. Um, <laughs> but it's just been like interesting to watch this be- to the points that you were making about, you know, the the hard sell of this is why I deserve right. to win an acting and award. And because usually this sort of vitriol and hatred is reserved to women. For women. Yes. They're Anne Hathawaying him. Yes, they're Anne Hathawaying him exactly. And remember Kate Winslet when she was on her sixth nomination and she just said, Oh, yeah, I want to win. I've been nominated six times. This time I want to win. And people just hated her for it. Yeah. And she was right. The woman has been nominated six times. Let her win. Yeah. Um, and mean, he hasn't even expressed, he hasn't nakedly expressed it, I think, as Kate Winslet did. Um and so he just talks about his performance and his preparation, which everybody does. Like, did, did we forget Lady Gaga's amazing campaign last year, <laughs> which was so funny and so well, wonderful which, about the method and Meisner and all of those things. Also, they all loved I mean, it. That, well, they loved it. But I also think it's one of those things where it's like we're making fun of you. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I don't think the Internet likes it when anybody tries too hard at anything. If you're sh- if you show any effort or any like purposeful will to want to do something like you are most likely going to be made fun of. Do you remember that guy, yeah, the guy yeah. who like had that rap on TikTok that was like I want to be on SNL and it was just really awful. <laughs> and that he like was literally just driven from the internet. I mean, this stuff happens all the time. I do feel like on the one hand it is a little silly, like to say that you've been working on a role for six years. Like, I think you kind of do deserve to be made fun of a little bit for that. <laughs> but I also, yeah, I think you're right. They all I say, think, like, he hasn't done his or is said extreme, anything. Though. His is extreme. And I think, um, but at the same time, yeah, it's just kind of gone to this point where it's like people ascribing malicious intent to him. Um, I get that it's a meme and people aren't really being that serious, but it's also kind of like sad because I think it is effect. It does affect how people start to think about a person. Yes, for sure. Um, So the thing is, I think same to what happened with the star is born up until the golden globes, everybody thought he had that best actor trophy in the bag. And then the golden globe happens and somebody else wins the award instead of him. I think maybe the same scenario is being repeated. Um, I'm sure the Academy members um, are don't 
they all spend six years and do all these kind of crazy shit. So I don't think any of that is affecting their votes, but maybe they just like Oppenheimer more than Maestro. Cause I think Maestro is just not landing as a great cinematic achievement. Um, yeah. And I mean, and it, you... it seems like Oppenheimer is going to win best picture. Yes. But you can win best picture without best actor. Like you can you win. Can, best picture. But... Yeah. You can win Best Picture and Best Supporting Actor, which seems it's going to win that. Like, you know, Green Book did that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, other movies can win a supporting award and then win Best Film. But it seems Oppenheimer is going to win more than that. I do think I am interested to see how um, many awards each film comes away with, because I could see a situation, I think it's feasible, that like a lot of them are kind of split up pretty evenly. Like let's say Anatomy of a Fall takes some screenplay, but then like Oppenheimer's best picture, but best actress is Killers, but best actor is like, what if Paul Giamatti won? You know, like I think mm, yeah. there is a scenario where things are pretty spread out. And I, I like that. I think that's really interesting. It hasn't happened too often in recent years, at least to my memory, which is, week <laughs> yeah um so i have to say two things um as the holdover agnostic on this podcast uh yeah. paul giamatti is a good actor i'm not happy about him uh winning he won the mm -hmm. golden globe but i don't want that movie to win everything and i have conceded that people love the divine joy randolph performance mm -hmm. and that she's going to win because she has won literally everything yeah. Um, so I think it should stop at one and we don't need to give the holdovers to Oscars. Um, <laughs> so I am going to be, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Oppenheimer nor of Killian Murphy's performance. I think the movie happens in spite of his performance, not because Ooh. of his performance, but I would rather him win than the holdovers yeah. win another Oscar. See, this well, is, I'm... see, I'm becoming the people of the internet where I am just like, um passionately rooting against someone for no reason other than I don't like the movie <laughs> well I mean I think that's pretty normal everybody kind of does that right like yeah I, I mean you know that I didn't love poor things mm -hmm. you and said it so, was a it was a b plus now you don't love it um, <laughs> well I don't know I still like kind of figuring it out because I think I think what I mean by I don't love it is mm -hmm. I don't understand why everyone loves it I think it's yeah so well I, I think Izzy you should go and listen to our podcast on poor things where I made the case I of know, why I know people you made love the it. case but clearly you didn't <laughs> persuade me Madonna. <laughs> and um and uh. so I guess like I think some of I if I'm being honest with myself, my personal feelings about her poor things influence the way that I see Emma Stone in this lineup. Yeah. Well, so it's sort of like I think um a lot of people do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. But as a poor things fan and as an Emma Stone fan, which I have come I love Emma Stone. I she's one of my favorite actors. I really love that she has managed people were talking Jay, um, Jennifer Lawrence, Brie Larson, I don't know who else is in her age group. Um, all of those younger actresses who are no no longer that young. They're in their mid thirties. The yeah. Yeah. Um and she has distinguished herself. She's the one who is about to be nominated 
for the, a, a fourth Oscar. And every time she's been nominated, her movie has been nominated for Best Picture and Best Director, which means that she is choosing movies that the industry um, likes and supports, and which means that she is solidifying herself as the actor of her generation. Like, I can't think of somebody else. Well, and you know what's interesting is I think she's the only one who hasn't been Anne hathaway Yes. Because Brie Larson, obviously, with all the Marvel mess... Yeah, has been stomped to the curb like mm-hmm. a million times. Yes, and then um, Jennifer Lawrence also had like those couple of years where she was just like, "I'm going to concentrate on my personal life," and kind of disappeared because everybody mm-hmm. got sick of her being yeah. like the fun, relatable girl. Yeah, but I think Emma Stone does the fun, relatable girl, and somehow doesn't. People just seem to like her because she's yeah. low key about it. Like she doesn't like if you look at the campaign that she's running this year, she's very low key about it. Like she went up there. She won one of the biggest award of the night at the Golden Globes. And she's like, oh, this is a rom-com. Bella loves life. And like she made it about the film. She made it about her director. And she's kind of saying, even in her fashion, she's not wearing these sort of like, you know, when when somebody's trying to win an Oscar, they start like coming out with like big fashion princess dresses. She's wearing like edgy things and it's like low key. It reminds me of what Kate Blanchett was doing last year. It's like, this is about the movie. I want the movie to be nominated, but I kind of don't want to win because you know what? I want right. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think too, it's interesting. This is kind of happening in tandem with the curse because she's doing a lot of press for the curse. Yes. A lot. Yeah, like possibly more than poor things. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how this happened, um, but as you probably know, and a lot of like New York audiences will know, Lincoln Center, film at Lincoln Center, has decided that the curse is like the greatest show that's ever. I happened. know, and yes. they are hosting premieres for every single episode, which Nathan Fielder, Benny Safdie, and Emma Stone have been at almost all of them. Yeah, they're working it. Like, yeah, there's a new red carpet, like, almost every week. There's a new Q&A almost every single week. Um, I'm sure they're doing some in L.A. I think I saw one, like, Benny Safdie Mm -hmm. Q&A from L.A. as well. I think she did one literally the day after the Golden Globes in L.A. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like she's everywhere. And to me, I think her performance in the last couple episodes of The Curse is incredible. And... That's what I'm excited about. So I, I haven't seen the that. curse. I'm saving it for like when award season ends. <laughs> yeah. So I I mean, I'm sure that she's going to get a, like Emmy attention for that next year. Um, yeah. I frankly was surprised that the Golden Globes didn't just give her a best actress in a drama series, too. Uh, but I guess <laughs> the succession love is too deep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And that's over now, huh? Succession. Succession is over. I, yes. I miss Succession, but I, I do get a little frustrated when award shows, like, just award the same things for, like, five years in a row. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the last season. The last season where Succession will win everything. So. Yeah. But we have to, you know, the Emmys haven't happened yet. They're six months delayed. So we have to still grind to another Emmy with Succession yeah. winning everything. Yeah, it's uh. like I'm happy for them, but also. It's kind of like when, when Julia Louis-Dreyfus won for Veep, like, 12 years in a row. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love this role, but also like, it's, like, it's a little much. <laughs> let somebody else win. So we don't, we, I don't really have much to say about TV, except I'm very happy Elizabeth Debicki won. Um, I don't like the, this new season of The Crown, but I think she's giving an amazing performance. Um, and she's always been a favorite of mine since she did, um, what's that movie called? With, um, with Leo, The Great Gatsby. She was oh. so wonderful as Jordan Baker. So wow. a I've compliment always... for the great Gatsby. <laughs> Wasn't know, anticipating you, that today. <laughs> you know, I love what's his face. Um, what's the director? Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. You know, I love him. Yeah, you do love Baz, huh? Yeah. So anyway, I want to go back to Leo because I think Leo is suffering a little bit um, from the fact that his character, who is the lead character of Killers of the Flower Moon, and the movie is from his point of view, he's suffering a little bit from the fact that people just hate that character too much. And I think that's why mm-hmm. he's not getting as many accolades as he should. I mean, he's Leo DiCaprio. He's the biggest movie star in the world. Nobody should get more. But yeah. I just think as an actor, he gave an amazing performance and he's not getting attention. And part of it is that he himself... When making the rounds, he just talks about Lily Gladstone or he's yeah. there as her escort. Like He's if you all saw him, in on Lily. Yeah. yeah. Like if you see them on the red carpet at the Golden Globes, they walk the carpet together. Yep. But also, he just, you know, deferred to her all the time, even though, you know, TV presenters, him being the bigger star would ask him first. But he yep. always sort of was playing, oh, not that he said that or whatever, but he was like, OK, this is the star of this moment. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's good for him, but, you know, good that he's doing it. He has his Oscar. And I think that's the same way, you know, people who have their Oscar kind of like feel like maybe it's just not about them. That's probably what Emma Stone is thinking. Maybe that's what Julianne Moore is doing, because I think I don't think Julianne Moore is doing anything less. But I think when you do the hard sell Oscar and you yeah. win for a career like she did. Yeah. Um then it's very hard for people to see you as just, oh, we, you want to win Best Supporting Actress? No, like we, we celebrated your career. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I totally see what you mean. And I agree. I feel like um, I feel like she's showing up to things, but kind of not. It's not in your face. Yes. Yeah. Um, But I do really love how uh, Leo kind of understands <laughs> the score. He's like, this is this is a Lily Gladstone moment. And I will use the fact that everybody wants to take pictures of me to focus their attention where it should be. Yeah. Which I love. Yes. And the attention should be with Lily Gladstone. And but um, I have to I want to say something about Karen Mulligan. But before we leave Killers at the Flower Moon, like, guys, what are we doing here? Killers of the Flower Moon is an amazing movie. Martin Scorsese is in, is his in mid eighties. He has one Best Director Oscar. Like hello, like hello, people. Like how many more movies do we think realistically Michael Michael Martin Scorsese <laughs> has in him? Realistically, how many more movies? Two, three, maybe. Like, like, Maybe they'll be really into the Jesus movie when it comes out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, let's give him, let's give him the, the Oscar. Come on, come on, yeah. people. What are we doing? This is a great movie. And he made that fantastic coda and he put himself in the movie and he said, I'm implicated. I'm responsible. Like we're all responsible. Come on, people. What more do you want? You're just yeah. going to give the guy who made money the best act, the best director Oscar because he made you money. And I know yeah. everybody in Hollywood loves money, but come on, like, come on. What are we doing? Well, I think it's interesting too. Um, I was thinking about this because of the 
I was reading the I finished the Barbara Streisand memoir and um, <laughs> she's she's she made a point where it's sort of like you can become so respected that you actually are like irrelevant in a way <laughs> like like her point was that she um, had got to a point where she was so successful that people wouldn't even consider her for roles because they assumed she wouldn't want to do it. And so I feel like this is kind of a similar thing where it's like he's kind of become so respected and successful that now he's reached a point where it's like, oh, he doesn't need it. Like it's almost taken for granted in a way, which is so funny because it's the opposite of how it was for so like most of his career, like up until The Departed, he was taken for granted the opposite way, which is yeah. like, like, uh, yeah, like he's always good. Who cares? Like, yeah, he makes uh, gangster movies, whatever. Yeah. He doesn't make money. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's making these small gangster independent kind of movies. And then once he got to this other level, it's like, well, he's so good. I mean, don't we all know that? <laughs> yeah. So just... he he can't win. But I mean, he's got a lovely life. So and he yes. seems to continue to work. So all all hail Scorsese. But if there Holding is one Francesca, if there is one Oscar wish I have is for Martin Scorsese to win Best Director again. And I think this this is a fantastic w- movie to reward him because it is a movie that. Um, is about the themes that he's always been concerned about, you know, America, its position in the world, the violence that it creates and the violence that born it and all of that. But it's doing it in a different way, in a different community. In a So I think it's an amazing moment for him to be rewarded with Best Director. Totally. I could see him also getting some kind of like guardian of cinema special award or something at some point like i don't know if the film foundation already has like because the film foundation is so influential obviously Mm -hmm. in preserving um and distributing and restoring films so it's sort of like if it doesn't already have an award i would be surprised if it got one and like by proxy he would get something like that for being you know such a protector it's, yeah it's the champion they should just give him the champion yeah. of movies award um, totally yeah <laughs> so um so let's go back to um to maestro mm-hmm. um and i know with the sort of like bradley cooper not winning best actor people have started saying oh this movie's not working carrie mulligan is going to be snubbed um i don't think carrie mulligan is going to be snubbed i think she's done she's appeared in every single list that she's supposed to appear in and also as um, I don't get viral tweets anymore, but I had one tweet that went viral. And sorry to mention my viral tweets. I am one of those people. But well, it was a good topic. Um, but, you know, Meryl Streep, as most people know, lives in Connecticut and she hardly ever leaves the house. But Meryl Streep, Massachusetts. I thought she lived wherever, somewhere in the Northeast. I don't know. I think I thought it was Connecticut because it's she's close to New York because you see her mm-hmm. in and Broadway sometimes. So anyway, she doesn't leave the house, but guess what she left the house for? Not to go to the Golden Globes, but she left the house and went to California two days or four days before the Golden Globes to go to Palm Springs to stand there and give Carrie Mulligan an award. You know, it's an award at the Palm Springs Film Festival. They do these awards where it's just basically, I'm running for an Oscar, so I want to give a speech in front of voters, so give me an award. It's one of those publicity awards. But... It's always about who comes to hand you the award. And I think the biggest coup that night, like, you know, Paul Giamatti got Sandra Oh to hand him his award. 
okay, great choice. They work together. But Carrie Mulligan got Meryl Streep herself to leave Connecticut to come hand her this award. And I think people are always saying, you know, who is the Meryl Streep successor? And, you know, the Cates have been mentioned. Um, obviously, none of the Gummers are the successor. Um, but I think very quietly, the lady herself has kind of chosen who she thinks is her successor, because this is not the first time that she appeared in one of those publicity award events to give an award to Carrie Mulligan. I think she's done it a couple of times before. So she's obviously someone Carrie Mulligan is someone she thinks is deserving um, and is an actor maybe in her mold. And if you look, like, I think if you look at Carrie Mulligan's performances, especially in Maestro, like, I think Maestro maybe reminded Meryl of like a Kramer versus Kramer or the Deer Hunter or those movies that she did at the beginning of her career where she was trying to like break out from being the girl or the woman into leading her own movies and which she did. She did those movies in the late 70s, early 80s. And after that, she did Sophie's Choice. And then she became the biggest star ever. And so maybe there is something to the way that Carrie Mulligan is handling herself. Also, Carrie Mulligan, like her, is, you know, a sort of like person who doesn't work that much, who's like all about her family life. So maybe she's seeing a lot of like... um familiar things in Carrie Mulligan's career and, and choices. And of course they work together. So that's probably how they got, um, they got together and how that's how she got to know her, but she's worked with Emily Blunt a lot. She's worked with Anne Hathaway. She's worked with a lot of people. I don't see her get getting out of Connecticut to go give them awards. So that's just my point. Well, are they getting any? Um, okay. Well, at the very least, I think it says that they're friends, like yes. good friends. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and the whole I, successor thing is just a fun thing. Like I know totally, she probably totally. doesn't think about it. Yeah, way. I don't think Meryl Streep is actually thinking about that. But um, <laughs> you know what? I think also too. Speaking of the Gummers, the news that um, Meryl Streep and Don Gummer have been actually separated for quite a long time, and the the uh, which means she might not be in that house that we're referring to. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> And uh, the fact that she might actually be, this is this is the internet rumor, not to be like a gossip, but this is the internet rumor that she's actually in a relationship with Martin Short. Oh my God, really? Wow. Yeah. Um, so like, she's out there. She's doing, she's doing things. And uh, I think that's really exciting. Um, yeah. Showing should... up, being social. Um, you know, I think that's great. And maybe she does, I think maybe she does cherish that relationship. If you have to show up for your friends, you know, yeah. I don't see them as similar actors. Um, but I also think we're not making the same kinds of movies that no. Meryl Streep yeah. became famous for. So it's very difficult to like pinpoint who that would actually be. But um, yeah, yeah, I do I mean... think, yeah. I mean, respect and all of that, I think the obvious choice would be Kate Blanchett. She's kind of has the same yeah. kind of respect from other actors. Um, but I think Meryl really likes Carrie and she mm -hmm. she keeps showing up for her. So um, so I'm, this is, a, I guess, a long winded way of me to say that Carrie Mulligan is is definitely going to get nominated. She's got some 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 important friends in high places.
Well, I do think she is one of those actors who, when she finally gets a really, well, maybe people thought this was promising young woman, but when she finally gets like a really good, juicy leading role, I feel like she's had enough of those. And like people have been talking about her for long enough that like I could see her winning. Oh, yeah. Again. Yeah. Wait, yeah, she... I... no, she hasn't won, yeah. but she was nominated <laughs> for an education. Yeah, yeah, she won the BAFTA for education, but okay. not the Oscar. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Because I just feel like she's been in the conversation for so long. Yeah. Yes. So who? So who do you think is Meryl Streep's successor? Who's your successor? Is it Sandra Huller? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're so different too. It's I don't know. It's so hard because. I think part of the story with Meryl Streep like is what she's actually physically doing as an actor. But part of it is sort of this like legend, this myth that has been created around her. And I think it's harder and harder to get that kind of reverence mm. these days as an actor. So like, I think you're probably right. It is probably Kate Blanchett because she's the only like other person who's kind of has that similar mm-hmm a stature yeah to answer your question yeah probably is Kate Blanchett but I don't know who like I think Jessica Chastain wants to be that very definitely yes. <laughs> so the best tweet ever this award season <laughs> since we're talking about tweets the best tweet ever is from movies regrettably um I know the person behind this but I don't know if they want to be known so I'm not going to say their name but anyway their Twitter is movies regrettably and they said Natalie Portman in May December is playing Jessica Chastain <laughs> and I thought that was so funny yeah <laughs> and so true and so right uh Jessica Chastain kind of Bradley Cooper's and I'm surprised that she hasn't been Anne Hathaway. Yes, I know. Especially, you know, she did do that campaign, like the yeah. what Bradley's doing this year. Yeah. And to success. And she won. So mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah. Poor Bradley Cooper. Um, anyway. I still like him. I think he's he's a talented young man. <laughs> and you know what? I love that we can kind of like slightly disagree on Bradley Cooper not slightly we disagree about Bradley Cooper as an artist but I think it's nice that we uh can show sympathy for his current situation yes <laughs> and um, I, I admit I'm one of the like Meister haters but I'm trying to like tone it down yes because it's, it's becoming an onslaught yeah I know it's not fun anymore um but anyway, if you want to listen to, to some Maestro Hate, we've got you covered because we did talk about it in that episode. Um, yeah. But I mean, who knows? Bradley Cooper strikes me as somebody who probably is not online. He's just preparing no. for his whatever role is going to take him another eight years of his life or whatever it is. So he probably is completely unaware of what is happening. Um, and which is why it's so funny that people are putting murderous thoughts about him. He's like, he's going to murder Killian Murphy. And I'm just like, but here's the thing. <laughs> there's no way his people don't know. Well, his people know for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. His people know. But he might not know or they, they might tell him and he's just like, what? What are you talking about? Um, I want to see. Do you know what he has um, coming up? Okay. Upcoming. Um, I, is this thing on? I and, think he. 
untitled Frank Bullet project. I think he's yeah he's doing something with Steven Spielberg a a sequel to the oh, Steve Bullet. McQueen movie yeah which is like he's not Steve McQueen but okay yeah <laughs> all right yeah like I don't know <laughs> I don't know who is Steve McQueen now no one no, no one. one is Steve McQueen now yeah um so anything else about the Globes I think the biggest thing obviously was Barbie won nothing I think people expected barbie to win at least best comedy it lost to poor things mm-hmm. um and then of course they gave it that dubious award um popular uh, popular movie or box office achievement or whatever and i'm just like and then greta gerwig and margot robbie went up there to accept the award and they were so serious about it they were like oh i'm thanking noah bombach for his inner barbie girl and for the movies and for the people they were like serious as if they won for artistic achievement. And I'm like, you <laughs> won because you made money. Like, what is this? They should have mm-hmm. just sang, like the the beginning of Margot Robbie's thing about like, you know, sank the people who bought the ticket and made it an event. That should have been the strength of it. Like, this is not an artistic achievement. There's no need to thank the writer or the actors or whatever. Like, th- yeah. you won a popularity award. Like, have some perspective. It's very like, do you remember this? In the comeback. Did you ever watch the comeback? Yes, yes, yeah. Where Valerie Cherish is like, <laughs> it's the people's choice award and it's special because it's from the people <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like that yes 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 it was you, like you can that. do that you can do that yeah and I know you know everybody all these people have like a gazillion publicists who tell them exactly what to say and how to frame it well and even if they have a sliver of an idea of what they want to say they will frame it well for them like you know yeah. Christopher Nolan they're like oh Chris you need to show some heart so he's like oh you know what how about you mentioned Heath Ledger? I'm not saying he was disingenuous or he didn't think of Heath Ledger or whatever. I yeah. think all of these things are genuine, but also all of them are kind of orchestrated a little bit because there is a publicity machine behind every single person because mm-hmm. when they win that award and they go those few minutes, it means millions more for the company in box office, in whatever. So there somebody's preparing all of them and i just felt like maybe mattel tried too much to prepare greta gerwig and 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 margot robbie because this is not an award for what you did it's an award for box office so maybe don't do that well here's the thing about margot robbie is i think her talents as a producer are kind of underrated like Mm -hmm. she is really really good at putting a movie together and like selling it and um to me like this award yes it was for box office achievement but I also appreciate that it gave Margot Robbie that moment to be honored like as producer because she is not gonna I don't think win the Oscar for this um but I do think like what Barbie became is was a little unexpected to me Mm -hmm. um and so I'm glad that it does it had like a moment to, to yeah. like recognize that that happened because yeah. I understand that it's like the money is the reward, but yeah, we can't pretend like it didn't have an enormous cultural footprint. Yeah. And so, so yeah. why not say something about it? So do you think the enormous cultural footprint is going to propel her to a best actress Oscar nomination? Cause I think mm-hmm. if you look at the SAG five, um, usually somebody drops from mm-hmm. the SAG five and I think the I hope obvious it's a net, so I win. <laughs> um, usually somebody drops, and I think somebody will drop to make room for Sandra Holler, 
But mm. also not in the sack five is Greta Lee, whose movie is also yeah. doing very well. So if the Oscar and the Oscar sometimes will drop two from SAG, is going to drop two from SAG. I think the two stones, Gladstone and Emma Stone, are definitely getting nominated. So between Carrie, Annette and Margot, if two were to drop, I would think it would be Margot and Annette. Um... Because Barbie, yes, it's she's the lead and yes, but the critics really singled out Ryan Gosling. And I don't think she got enough ink. She's getting ink as a producer and getting all of that done, which she will be nominated for Best Picture. But I think right. she's she's a little bit maybe not going to get nominated. I still think it will, Annette will drop and it will be Sandra Huller and she will get nominated and maybe Greta Lee will be snubbed. Right. That, I could that's... see Greta Lee getting snubbed. Yeah. I'm just trying to think about like what I think it's more likely that voters will have seen Barbie than any of these other movies than past mm-hmm. live Nyad or Maestro. So like to me, I could see her staying in more than Ke- Carrie and Annette Benning. But then mm-hmm. Annette Benning has like that whole career behind her. She knows so many people. So yeah. who knows? It's kind I think it's hard to say, but like you could rationalize really any of them. Yeah. But the thing is, I think I don't think her nomination, sometimes a nomination like for a Sandra Huller, the nomination is about watching the movie. You watch totally. Anatomy of a Fall, you're going to vote for Sandra Huller. Yeah. But you watch Barbie, you're not necessarily going to vote for Margot Robbie. You could vote for Ryan Gosling. You could vote for the movie in costumes, in best picture, in other achievements. It's not automatic that you watch that movie and say oh yeah margot robbie best actress i think that's what Mm. she suffers from is that i don't think people see her achievement as an actor in that film as something to be rewarded and that's maybe why she'll be left off which is interesting because i don't think it's like any worse than a lot of performances that have been nominated recently no it's not but it's about perception right (laughs) like it's the same thing of like you know why in a big ensemble, only one person gets nominated. It's about perception. It's like she's better in this than she was in like Elizabeth and like Bombshell and some of those other movies. Or like, well, I don't know about Itania. She was probably better in Itania. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't like Barbie that much, so um, I don't think it should get any Oscar nominations. So <laughs> Does, maybe uh, set design. I, I would really and costumes. Really sure, nice. set design yeah. and costumes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so so I think I think Margot Robbie is I think the two um, the two stones are the only ones who are definitely in. And I really do think Carrie Mulligan is in because Maestro, despite everything, they come as a package and they've been mm-hmm. sold as a package. So just like Annette and Jody. And so it will either be both or none. Um mm-hmm. And I don't see Bradley Cooper missing. And people, whoever votes for him will vote for her. Because you don't watch that movie and say, oh, I prefer him to her. You might say, I prefer I mean, her to him. I yeah. think some people do, which is <laughs> an opinion. It's an opinion, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's exciting. The Golden Globes were fine. Um, but Izzy, I think I am winning our bet because uh, Annette Benning and Jodie Foster are getting nominated everywhere. Thank you, Thag. Thank you, love. Thank you, life, as Marion Cotillard said when she won the Oscar for making me win this bet over Izzy. 
<laughs> well, you still haven't thought of a consequence. So should you win, uh-huh. you have to, what are you winning is my question. Um, what am I winning? Ooh, I don't know. I'm just, I guess, winning bragging rights. I just want to win bragging I get, rights. Which I know you will take advantage of. <laughs> that is absolutely not something that you will be subtle about. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to think about what I want to win. Okay. Okay. If. If should I win? Should you um, win? Yeah. But your win will come at the expense of our beloved Annette and Jody. Which I feel bad about. <laughs> no, it wouldn't come at the expense of Jody. It would come at the expense of Annette Benning. Yes. Which is yes. not to say nothing of what I think about Annette Benning. Yeah. Just what I think of voters. <laughs> yes, totally, totally true. Um anyway, um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at I am Picture Show. And let us know what you thought of the Golden Globes, who you think will be snubbed in Best Actress or who are the five who will be nominated. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Emmy underscore says and Instagram at Mortada underscore E. And I'm on Twitter at BK Rewind and Instagram BK underscore Rewind. And until next time, thank you for